All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. Cast. This place is an untapped resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome to another Tuesday edition of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hit List. And once again, for another episode, it's just me. You're rocking out with just me. You have me just here for the rest of this episode. Uh, that could be good. That could be bad. It depends on how much you like me. It depends on how much you love me. Um, some, some people like me. Some people love me. Some people, you know, maybe both, very few, both. Like, I think my baby brother, um, I have a little brother. He's 15 years old. I'm going to be 33 years old next month for you guys to know that. And I have a 15-year-old little brother, uh, and he likes and loves me. But, like, my wife loves me. She doesn't really like me. (laughs) I guess. I don't know if I speak on her behalf. Uh, But, yeah. So, you guys, just me, uh, because unfortunately for days, for today... We could not make it to the studio. Things happen. We do our best to get the show out twice a week to provide the right information, to be credible. Is credible the word I'm looking for? Well, whatever. You know what I mean. The point is, we do this show twice a week, and we just couldn't make it to the studio today. Uh, Charlie, so I'm doing this from home once again for my lapel mic. Once again, if it doesn't sound as great as it usually does for you, it's because of the fact that I have one of those lapel mics at home, and I'm using it. I, I bought this lapel, and it's great, and I bought it more for when I record from my phone, when I do like these little short YouTube videos, which actually I'm going to do for today. Why not? I'll be posting up on our Instagram. Once again, follow us on all social media platforms, Instagram at BFB Podcast, on our Twitter at Podcast BFB, and you're going to see that I'm going to post up videos about, I'm going to start doing that on Tuesdays too, to post up about the waiver wires and who to get and who to pick up, and I'll post uh, sh- uh, short, quick ones for that. So unfortunately, we couldn't make it to the studio today, so I'm recording this once again from this appell mic that I said that I have, and that's probably why the sound quality is not as great, because of course it's not as great as the Gotham Podcast Studios, which is a fantastic studio, a great place to record. I really, when we first started it back in July, I've had a ton of people ask me, wow, where do you record this? How, can, how did you rec- start recording this? Because it sounds so crystal clear. And for you guys to hear us, you know, I'm sure you can see that already. So I got the podcast studio once again. Shout out to you guys for helping us get our show out when we need it, for it to be consistently out twice a week. We really appreciate you guys helping us out and working with working with us so much for the times that uh, we mess up and we can't be there. And and we love you guys very much, and we appreciate everything we got the podcast studios. Once again, if you are looking to have your own podcast and do your own podcast. Please go check out Gotham Podcast Studios here in New York. Once this is obviously this for the New York listeners, and um, tell them that you heard it from Flex at the Better Fantasy Bureau and that we sent you guys. They're great to work with, and uh, couldn't be happier to work there. And unfortunately, like I said, Charlie Chase couldn't be here. His uh, his job is a lot more demanding than uh, than than I can say for myself. So um, it happens, and I'm here at home recording this. A lot to talk about that's going on in the world of football. 
World of Flex 2, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to say that. Even though I have it all to myself right now, I'm kind of on my, my Stephen A. Smith recording all by myself. Anyways, party people, so uh, just to get you going, started off, as always, with all these shows, to go with the Who's Hurt uh, segment of the program. So we started off with LaShawn McCoy. He left the game with a head injury, but not after generously giving his fantasy football owners, the guys who played him, like myself, a generous 0.1. Left him with 0.1 points before he left to exit the game. Thank you very much for that, LaShawn McCoy. I appreciate you, bro. He's now in the concussion protocol. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. I finally decided to play him, and I got 0.1 out of him. Couldn't expect anything less for the way this year is going. Sony Michelle, once again, shout out to my boy, Jose. Thank you very much, Jose, for not taking any of my trade offers. I tried to trade him in this one league for Melvin Gordon and Sony Michelle. Didn't bite. Mike Evans was included in both sides of the deal. Didn't bite on either one. Uh... No, the Melvin Gordon I want, I'm not too mad about. I get it. He's kind of up there with the untradeable list, along with like Saquon Barkley and Adam Thielen, you know, he's and Todd Gurley. He's up there with those guys. He's doing great this year. So but thank you for not trading me, Sony Michelle. Uh he left the game with a knee injury, but the good news is that he had an MRI and it was shown that it is not that serious. So his timeline as of yet, as I see, is undetermined. You know, and then we don't know how much time he can miss yet. So, but they say it's not that bad. So there's like, you know, the lighter side of things. Melvin Gordon, he was a scratch from the London game this past weekend. And it was said it was more of just of a keeping him healthy kind of a decision. They just wanted to keep him healthy. He was a little bit banged up and they didn't want to, you know, make it worse. So they had the bye coming up this week. And then after that, he'll be back into the lineup. So don't worry about that. Albert Wilson. Unfortunately, hurt his hip this past weekend and it was taken out the game. He is unlikely to play this Thursday and possibly even longer. We'll keep you updated with that as best as we can. And another one that was taken out too, Kiki Cutie with a hamstring injury that kept him out of the game. And we will he will not play this Thursday against the Dolphins. So that's two people that are out for this Thursday's game. Bilal Powell left the game with a neck injury. Uh, I haven't been able to find out any real information about an update for him and his injuries. But we'll be posted with that as best we can on our social media platforms. Don't forget, um, guys, follow us on all those social media platforms. Hit us up whenever you want, any single time. We'll help you out with our questions. I am as much as I can on the Fantasy Life app, which is an incredible app. And I'm there as much as I can to answer all the questions in the sit and start chat. Chat. Wow. The sit and start chat. And giving advice about the trades. I already have a pretty good amount of people uh, weekly that hit me up. Shout out to 49er Lifer. 49er Life. Yeah, 49er Lifer. That's it. If I got it wrong, brother, my bad. You know what? You know I'm shouting out you. He's always hitting me up. And you know, I like how he trusts me to give him the good fantasy advice. And um, yeah, follow me. Follow us on there. Better Fantasy Bureau member on Instagram at BFB Podcast. On Twitter at Podcast BFB. Rate us on iTunes, Spotify. Subscribe. Subscribe to us at all times. Hit us up whenever you want. Ask us questions. This is gets you more involved to win the Saquon Barkley autographed football. There's only one more week left. It's this week and next week. After next week, we're going to decide the winner. I'm going away this Thursday to Ecuador. I'm looking forward to that. My wife and I were going away. Uh, her entire family almost based. Not an entire. She has a huge family, my wife. But a lot of the members of her family are really are going away this week to Ecuador for a family birthday party. And I'm going to be enjoy, enjoying my vacation out there with her. So next week, you got two episodes with just Charlie. Well, I think he has a guest coming up 
on Friday, but the Tuesday morning show, maybe not. But we'll see how it is. He'll keep you updated. We'll let you know. But stay involved. Get out there. Do what you can. This is an actual Saquon Barkley autograph football. The guy is a rock star. He is killing it this year. He is doing great. He's doing fantastic for my terrible Giants. Because the Giants in the whole, as a whole are not doing good at all. It's very frustrating. Lost by a 58-yard field goal. A week before that by a 61-yard field goal. Pat Shermer making some terrible calls. I, I don't understand. I don't know why you go for two after we scored a touchdown. I don't know. I really don't know why. And not even that. Besides that, then two QB sneaks. That's more Eli Manning's call. But whatever. I'm not going to keep talking about it. You get it. I'm a Giants fan, and you already know that I'm frustrated. So I'm not going to stay talking about that too much. What's going on in the big world of football, though? Big news. Amari Cooper got traded to the Dallas Cowboys. I will talk. Of course, I will talk to him. But you will hear more about it from Charlie coming up this Thursday as he is the big Cowboys fan. You guys should all know that. And what it impacts on the trade. But just to say, I guess, what I feel about it. And shout out to my boy Zimmel, which looks like this trade is going to be working out for me pretty good. I recently gave him Julian Edelman, and he did very good last week because I needed another running back. My RB2 on this team was Jay Ajayi. I lost him for the year, and I was still confident using Aaron Jones, but you know how that goes, and I can't use him. Thank you very much, Mike McCarthy. But the point is, I need another running back, especially because Aaron Jones was on the bye last week, so I traded him Julian Edelman. He did good for Tariq Cohen and Jordy Nelson. Now, the thing was, I took a bit of a risk because it was unforeseen or... I guess not as reliable for Tariq Cohen to keep that progress going. And he kept it up for last week. He's done great the past few weeks. And he's established himself to be as a weekly starter for an RB2, at least a high flex spot for Tariq Cohen for the time being until he gives us reasons not to believe. But for the past few weeks, he's given us reasons to believe that he's going to keep this going because he's been doing very good in the Matt Nagy offense in the way that we have expected him to be and another person I said that was in that trade was uh Jordy Nelson because I I didn't want to do Tariq Cohen for Julian Edelman straight up I didn't think that was fair because and, and you guys you should see that's why it's not fair it's kind of a steal for whoever gets Julian Edelman for Tariq Cohen because Tariq Cohen could, could do could very well this week just fall off the face of the earth and uh I wanted Jordy Nelson because I knew about the Amari Cooper possibility of the trades now, I don't think I didn't I didn't think that Dallas would give up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper. But here we are. And he did it. And now I have Jordy Nelson, who is the wide receiver one on that team. Now, that team is in a total rebuild. It's it's in that rebuild mode. They got three first-round picks for this year coming up in the 2019 draft. And they got three first-round picks. So, and they, you know, giving up Khalil Mack, giving up Amari Cooper. They're just in total rebuild. So we're going to see how it goes on for with the offense. Now, as far as fantasy implication does with for these players, for Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson to me, he's, as much as he's the number one, that offense is still not great. And I think it's even worse now, believe it or not, with Marshawn Lynch on the IR. So Jordy Nelson will see an uptick in targets. For the time being, he is just a flex. For the time being. It is very possible with his talent that he could be better than a flex and rise up. But we've seen how he did with Brett Hundley. All right, I, I, I have the notes written. I got to find them, and I'll let you guys know on the next episode. 
that even when Brent Honey was there, he was still getting the targets. He was still getting looks. But his point percentage dropped tremendously after Aaron Rodgers went down. It was just so insane how much they went down. He was just so Aaron Rodgers dependent because Devontae Adams thrived off Brent Hundley last year. And he's thriving now with Aaron Rodgers. Now, Derek Carr is no Aaron Rodgers whatsoever. I shouldn't have to tell you that. But he's no Brent Hundley either, Derek Carr. And he's already had a couple of good weeks, Jordy Nelson, already so far as it is. So we'll see how it goes. For the moment, I'm only considering him a flex. I think his ceiling will be a mid-level wide receiver too. I feel that could be his ceiling. I could be wrong. But for the moment, I'm only considering him a flex right now. Uh, for Doug Martin, with, with sticking with them uh, with uh, the Raiders, with Doug Martin now looking to be in control of getting the bulk of the carries and being the workhorse for that team, him also, I don't see him much more than a flex. Doug Martin is just not that good. Now, I grabbed him in every single team. And to show you about my fantasy integrity, and we're going to get into that a little bit as I talk about the unwritten rules of fantasy football. That's the most uh, biggest part of this episode. I When I first got the update about Doug Martin, and the and, the, and I'll tell you the truth, and, I, and I'll let you know where I get I get them all from the Fantasy Life app. From the Fantasy Life app, I... It is great because I really do get all my updates faster than the ESPN app, faster than ESPN Fantasy Football or Yahoo Fantasy Football apps. I get them before any other app. And I know there's a lot of beat writers and people on Twitter that you can look at that post it just as fast as the Fantasy Life app. But you have to like be on Twitter to see that. The Fantasy Life app, I leave the notifications on. Boom, I get it right away for, for everything. So if you guys want to know where I get them so, so quickly all that. I'll, I'll put it out there for you guys. I don't mind. Download the Fantasy Life app. It really is great the way they work over there. It really is a great app to get everything right away. Uh, so I got that. Before I went to go pick up Doug Martin to see if he was available in all the leagues, if you see on our Twitter and uh, and the Instagram, all those little pictures I put together with the Sparks Adobe app, I made those first. I saw that Marshawn Lynch was, on, was, was hurt and he was out with a groin issue. I was like, oh, I got to pick up Doug Martin because it talks and says that I might be on the IR. Wait, before I do that, because I'm an honest man, I went and I put together those pictures and I posted it up that Marshawn Lynch will be missing a couple of weeks and um, that he might be put on the IR. And I did that first because I have fantasy integrity because I am an honest man. Doesn't always work out for me to be an honest man. We're probably, you know, probably got got to... Done a lot better if I did things dishonestly, but I do not. I'm an honest man, and I'm happy about it. So I put that out first, and then I went to the waiver wires, and then I went to the free agent pickups, and then I got Doug Martin. I got him in every league, <laughs> just to say. But uh, it, it's it's good to have him on your roster. I'm not saying he's a plug and play right away. Not even with this matchup coming against Indianapolis Colts, who I like. The, I like their defensive stream. They've been doing really well. They have at least one interception. In like every game so far, if I'm not mistaken. But the point is, Doug Martin's also not more than a flex. And I see Jordy Nelson having a way higher ceiling than Doug Martin because who Doug Martin is going to share his work with, and in PPR leagues, I put this guy above Doug Martin, is Jalen Richard. Now, Jalen Richard was always the pass catching back there for the for the Raiders. And, you know, this is stuff you guys should already you guys should already know, just my opinion about it. But Jalen Richard's going to get a bump up in PPR over Doug Martin because Doug Martin is just not that good anymore. 
And uh, listen, he probably could do better now that he's going to get the workload, maybe. It's not a terrible offensive line there in Oakland. But the offense altogether is not that great. And with people being traded left and right and everybody kind of scared for their job or where they're going to go next, I mean, who knows how hard they're going to play. So both definitely worth that. So we talk about them in waiver wire worthy later. And uh, just not more than flex considerations. The same for me. And I'll let Charlie talk more about it on Thursday. And he'll let you know more as it is. Even though the Cowboys are on a bye this week. But Mark Cooper also not much more than the flex. He's going to be thrown into the wide receiver one position. That's what we believe at least. We also believe Allen Hearns is going to be that guy for that team. What it does help I think a bit is Zeke more. Zeke is always going to be an RB1. And he was always gonna get you know get a lot of work. They're a run heavy team. They're built to be a run heavy team, and um, I think it's gonna alleviate more pressure for Zeke. Now Dak Prescott had trouble even connecting last year with Des Bryant, and Des Bryant's better than Amari Cooper. So we'll see how that goes. That's another one who's just a flex consideration for me. Now going on to one topic of the show that I wanted to talk a lot about is the unwritten rules of fantasy football. A lot of people talk to me about this, and there's things that we all talk about in our leagues. It's a little commissioner's chat, I guess, that part you could add up. Remember, you could always, if you commissioners have any questions for us, hit us with a hashtag commissioner's chat, and uh, we could talk about stuff that you have to deal with as a commissioner. But this little segment right here is called the unwritten rules of fantasy football. What's fair? What's foul? And to let you go, and this is stuff that's for the league. I mean, it goes differently for drafts. Like, just to get it out of the way, like, during the fantasy football drafts, to get it out of the way right now, don't talk during the draft. That's an unwritten rule for fantasy football. It's happened to me before. I'll give you a prime example. I remember one time, from my boy Moodoo's league, shout out to my boy Moodoo, and also shout out to my boy Lex. I was just on the phone with him earlier, and uh, I, I gotta give him a shout out, him and Roland. Rolling in Lex, they share a team, the team Rolex, ha ha ha, and uh, they just destroyed me two weeks ago in this league, and he's like, oh, y'all give me a shout out, yes, I'll give you a shout out, Lex, you deserve the dough, your team just killed me last week, it wasn't another good week for me in fantasy, anyway, sticking on the topic, I'm moving off, as I do, I tend to talk too much like that, the point is, unwritten uh, rules, do not talk during the draft, it is foul to do that, so in my boys' voodoo league, one time, I needed a wide receiver, I remember I had a keeper at the time, it was Thomas Rolls. This is a long time. This is a couple years ago. And then I went two RBs back-to-back in the first two rounds. And I nearly needed a wide receiver. And then I ended up taking... And I saw Golden Tate was coming up. And nobody was looking. I didn't say nothing. I was like, I hope he's still there. And then, of course, one guy yells out. He goes, wait, is Golden Tate still available? And as soon as he yelled it out, the guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he is? Oh, wow, I'm going to take Golden Tate then. And he took him. Now, if this guy didn't yell that out, the guy who drafted him maybe would have never noticed. And I and I got upset. I I, I you know I, I didn't really know the guy that well, so I didn't yell at him as I felt comfortably enough to yell at somebody maybe more that I know to argue with. I didn't want to argue, you know, whatever. But then my boy Mudo said, yeah, guys, let's not yell out the names. It's one thing if you ask somebody next to you for advice, if you're especially in a friendly league dad, you want to ask, like, who do you think I should pick up here next? He's like, hey, was this guy taken off the board yet? Especially if it's somebody that has that has already had their pick. Like, if they're not going to be able to take it from you. Like, you know, you guys somebody, oh, you're picking ahead of me. I can't ask you about this guy because I don't want you to know about him. That's fine. Don't yell it out like that. Don't talk during the drafts. That is foul. 
All right, shout out to Voodoo for stopping that right then and there. Um, and also, never had to swap and draft picks in your league. I've had it before with my friend Timmy. Uh, last year, I w- had this. I had a choice to choose the second. Um, I had a second choice of what pick I wanted. We did. That's what we did the draft last year. So, the first guy who had the first choice took the number one overall pick, and I got to choose between picks two and twelve. I get to pick what any where I wanted to be to make my first draft pick. And I sh- wanted to take the number two to get David Johnson last year, but I didn't like the wraparound. I didn't like the end of the first round, so I didn't really want to do that. So I took it. I was kind of like ambivalent about it. I wasn't sure. Um, and then Timmy had the number seventh pick. And he tells me, listen, swap picks with me, and I'll give you my my uh, fifth round pick. And then I so then I essentially I was giving Timmy my second overall pick for his seventh overall pick, and then I took Timmy's fifth round pick and I ended up giving him my last pick of the draft. That's fair. He wanted to move up to the second round to get David Johnson, which didn't work out for him, of course, because David Johnson went out for the rest of the year. But the thing is, I got an extra fifth round pick out of it, and he got an extra last round pick out of it. But that's fair. If you want to swap draft picks, as long as the, the team agrees with redraft leaks. With read with redraft leagues, as long as the team agrees, that's fair. Excuse me there. What is foul? Do not involve money in your trades. I don't care what the offer is. People say it all the time. Make this trade with me, and if I win, I'll pay for half your league fee. Or I'll pay your league fee if I ended up winning because of this trade. Do not do that. That is foul. All right, shout out to Zimbo for not doing that, going against fantasy integrity. I know sometimes some people say it as jokes, whatever, but sometimes some people say it as jokes just to see, like, hey, maybe he'll bite, and if he'll do it, if he'll go for it, uh, screw it, I'll do it if it gets me a championship. That's foul. Do not accept trades for money. Do not make trades for money. I get it if you're just joking sometimes, whatever it is, what it is, it's cool, but that's foul. Do not accept trades for money. And once again, when that goes that no collusion. Do not collude with each other all right it's collusion and sometimes if you be like oh i'm gonna make these trades with you or i'll make these deals with you to mess up this other guy's team do not collude with each other that is foul okay what is fair taking another player to roster block your opponent that to me is fair it happened last week so i was thinking about it so First, shout out to our good friend. I'm shouting out a lot of people in this episode by myself. Shout out to a lot of Woodside in general. But I'm giving you examples on the left so you guys could know what I've been through in my experience. And this is how you could, you know, better to understand what I'm talking about. And I'm sure you could all relate to it. So Ferg had um he needed a quarterback, needed some quarterback help because Russell Wilson was out for the week. And he asked me who's the best quarterback to take off the wave wire, because Russell Wilson's out. Not even though I was playing Ferg this week, just to let you guys know. I didn't even know when I gave him this advice. But if I did, I still would have given him the advice, especially this league. It's pretty friendly. And I told him, listen, pick up Joe Flacco. He's on, you know, I looked at the wave wire for our league, and I said, pick up Joe Flacco. He's going against the Saints. They give up a ton of points to the quarterback. Joe Flacco is a great pick for this week. Awesome. I'm going to pick him up. Ferg did not get Joe Flacco. Who did get Joe Flacco was his brother. Shout out to B. Ferg, who was also a guest on the show in the past. He took Joe Flacco from him. He didn't need Joe Flacco. He had Blake Bortles. He didn't need him. Blake Bortles has been doing pretty well all year. But not last week. And B. Ferg did a pretty smart move, took Joe Flacco, and dropped Blake Bortles. 
So when I saw they dropped Blake Bortles, and then he, before the game, obviously, he did really bad. He was benched. And he's going to start again this week, just so you guys know. They're going to stick with him. But he was benched for a non-injury-related issue. But whatever. It is what it is. But I thought he was going to have a good game. And I saw that Blake Bortles was available. And I told Ferg, I was like, man, your brother just took him for you. What savage. And he goes, like, I know, scum. He's <laughs> I don't know if those are the words, but whatever. Anyways, so I went right away and I looked at the waiver priorities and Ferg had the ninth waiver priority and I had the fifth. No, sixth. I had the sixth. I was ahead of Ferg. I could have easily took Blake Bortles from him. I didn't need Blake Bortles. In that league, I have Andrew Luck along with T.Y. Hilton in that league. And I could have just took Blake Bortles for that week to roster block Ferg. That is fair. And as he says it, all is fair in love and fantasy. Or wait, no, he says love is fair and lo- all is fair in love, war, and fantasy. So that's fair to do if I want to block him. I did not do that because I did not want to drop anybody else from my team just to have Blake Bortles for the week, just to block for especially also that Blake Bortles has the same bye week as Andrew Luck. So it's not like I could plug him in for that week, anyways. It ended up working out for me. Blake Bortles only got two points. Even if he did play Joe Flacco for as you see that, it still wouldn't have helped you this week. You know, it happens. You have a good team, Ferg. Your team did bad this week. My team did a, a little better than expectations this weekend. It just happened. So this extra 17 points you would have got from Joe Flacco wouldn't have helped you win anyways. So you could look at it as like, all right, so it wouldn't have mattered. Anyways, moving on. This is another thing that's an unwritten rule of fantasy football that I think, but it happens a lot when you're in a group chat, whether you start one by text messaging or if you're in the Yahoo group chat for Yahoo League, it's fine to talk all you want in that group chat, especially when there's so many other people involved and everybody keeps talking. It's fine. If you're not involved in what everyone else is talking about in the chat, but a couple other people are, even if it's like three or four of them out of a 12-man league, that's fair. Talk all you want in the chats. But what is foul, if you're arguing with just one person because of a trade or a matchup or just because you just want to just, you know, break each other's balls or whatever, bust each other's chops or whatever. That is foul to me. If you're going to argue with just one person in a group chat, talk amongst yourselves, all right? It's, I, I, I'm bringing this up because it did happen in one of my leagues last week. And I'm not mad if for whatever reason they're talking, you know, they, they both have good reasons to argue with each other. I'm not going to get into details why. It was over a trade. And I'm not going to get into the details why about it. But they were just arguing. And then they ended up just talking smack to each other back and forth. And that's fine. That's 100% fine. They both made good points. But my phone is constantly... I have it on vibrate. I have the sound off. I'm trying to watch Netflix with my wife. And it's, it's it's just between two people. So me as commissioner of the league, I stepped in and I said, I wish, you know, and it was a... It was a guy, it was a co-manager, one of them, against one of my boys. And I told him, I was like, I wish you, and they don't know each other. And I said, I wish you guys had each other's numbers so you guys could argue amongst yourselves. Not because I was mad about it. I wasn't mad that they were doing that. But when you just argue just between yourselves in a group chat, go off in the group chat, talk to myself. Granted, they didn't know each other. And they just stopped it right away. It happens. You know? I've had it one time. I remember I told uh, Marchetti. Shout out to him also. And he was another friend of ours who was on the show one time. When, I, when his league... There were two people talking. This is a couple years ago. I remember there was two people talking back and forth. And I texted Marchetti to the side. I told him, I really wish that these guys would just talk amongst themselves. And then Marchetti stepped up as commissioner, 
went to the chat, says, hey guys, you, if you guys are going to keep talking amongst yourselves, take it off the group chat. And there's something wrong with saying that. It's not being a jerk. It's not being mean. But it's true. It's like your whole league is seeing just your two conversations going off. And you could be doing a bunch. It is, and it, You don't know what you're doing at that time. You could be driving with your phone on GPS at the time, and it keeps interrupting stuff. You could have your music playing, and it keeps interrupting your music. Whatever it is you're doing, it gets too much if the conversation, you know, if it's just between you two. If you are in a, involved in an argument or a debate or a discussion or whatever it is, with one other person, you yourself are involved with one other person in the group chat, do your best to say, listen, I'll talk to you outside of this. Take it elsewhere. Because the whole league is involved and the whole league can see your one conversation and really it gets it gets to be too much sometimes. So take it elsewhere. Okay? Uh, another thing that some people have sometimes a little bit of an argument about or like, a, a, you know, questionable you could say is when you're pushing a trade early because you need to fill in somebody for a thursday night game or whatever the case may be that's fine i don't care about that especially if a team needs it let it be competitive because some people will say like no 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 rules are rules trade goes through two days just like everybody else oh but this guy needs them for the thursday night game no 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 you gotta follow the rules just like we all do stop with that all right let it be competitive let everybody get their fair share in to, to 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 fight for their right to try to compete for you know to win in the game. Let it be competitive. That to me is fair. Of course, commissioner should let the league know. Hey, listen, so and so needs this player for, for you know like so and so made a trade on Saturday. I'm gonna push the trade now so they can have those players for Sunday because they need to fill in their spots on Sunday. That's fine for me. Just let it happen. That's that's kind of just a technicality. People who disagree to that, I mean, just get off your high horse. Let them do it. You know, that's just nitpicking right there, I think, okay? So pushing a trade early is fair. Of course, the league has to agree, and the league should agree. If you're in a league where most of the majority league doesn't agree on that, then that is a problematic league, and that's not a league I would want to be a part of. If more than 50% of the league says, nope, rules are rules, you have to let it go for the two days, I don't want to be a part of that league. That sounds like a problem league as it is, all right? And a commissioner that won't allow that, at least to ask the league, that's a problematic commissioner that I wouldn't even want to be a part of. Vetoing a trade out of spite. This is hard to really, really, like, I guess, prove. Because a bunch of people can say that you're just doing it out of spite. You're just doing it to bust my chops. You're just doing it to, you know, just because you, you just want to bother me. You just want to get under my skin. Some people do that. And then they admit it. They openly said, like, oh, no, I'm going to veto every trade you make just because I want to just, you know, just be a jerk. And they do that sometimes. And then some people, they just, like, they just, they just hating on the trade because they want that player for themselves. That is foul. That's not fair. Now, that's something that's really hard to prove because people can make their arguments about it. And then you can state your case, nope, you're just doing it out of spite. No, I'm not. I just really think it's an unfair trade. That's hard to prove. That's just something, honestly, that's just with it yourself. You know, like, I, I don't know if you guys ever seen that Bruce Lee thing where he talks about the quote. And he says, like, you know, like, I can really impress you by doing a lot of fancy movements and jumps and kicks and things that are, are really hard to do that are easy for me. I can really impress you. These are not exact words, of course, but it's along the lines of what he's saying. And he says, you know, I can impress you with a lot of fancy movements that's easy for me. But to be honest with myself, to not lie to myself, that, my friend, is very hard to do. And that is true, to be honest with yourself. Now, you have to honestly tell yourself, 
am I vetoing this just to be a jerk? And you know what? And if you are, yep, I'm doing it. Then you know what? You're honest with yourself. I get it. But that's foul. Let that go. Don't do that. All right? Let that go. If the trade is fair, let it go through. Oh, no, this guy didn't, uh, this guy who's trying to make a trade with another guy, he rejected my offer, so now I'm going to reject his. Don't do that. If you see the trade is 100% fair, let it rock. And that's if your league allows the veto uh, for the league to decide whether to veto or not, which I've allowed in our BFB league, and it's been very problematic, and I'm uh, everybody that's listening that's in the BFB league can't change it now because everybody's already ha- been involved in some sort of vetoes. Next year, I'm 100% I'm changing that. I'm changing that rule because that's been the biggest problem for my league so far with the vetoes. So I'm changing that. But just look at it trade-wise if that's a part of your league. Now, some people believe that all trades should go through no matter what. I believe that to an extent, there are some people who make some really bad trades without knowing they're making a bad trade. Just And then one team gets, like one guy could take advantage of a weaker player you know, a stronger, smarter player could take advantage of a weaker guy, and I get it, survival of the fittest and all this, that, and the third. But sometimes there's some trades that are just so unfair that it's just hard to let go through. So I agree with that to an extent. If both people agree that these trades are fair for their teams, they should let them go. But then sometimes there is collusion involved because then at the end of the year, it could happen where a guy is just, you know, his team is just, down in the dirt, and you know, like they're not going to win anymore. And then there's one other person in the league they don't like, and for order for that person not to make the playoffs, they make a trade with their opponent to strengthen their opponent's team, just so this guy that they don't like loses, because they had a bad trade deal, whatever it is. That could happen, and that's collusion, and that should not happen. And sometimes trades like those should be vetoed. So, I, I get it to an extent. I agree with it to an extent, but there are rare cases where sometimes the veto does work. But if you're vetoing out of spite, don't do that. Just be honest with yourself. Just get your ego out the way. And listen, if you like being a jerk and you do it, then whatever. What do you want me to tell you? It's just difficult to be in a league like that. If you just like busting chops and and that's funny to you. I think one of my friends, if he's listening, he knows exactly I'm talking. <laughs> he's going to say I'm talking about him. Ah. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but Marquette, you know what I'm talking about, but he doesn't do that. But, you know, he just likes to just, it, it's it's just fun for him to aggravate people. He finds joy in that, and I get it. It's He's funny. He's good with it, too. He's really good at aggravating people, and he's really funny with that. Anyways, and moving on. Um, as far as I was talking about trades, backing out of a trade deal, that is foul as well. And I said about the vetoing. If you're vetoing a trade because it's a bad one, that's fair. If it's a bad trade. Get it? It's fair if it's a really bad trade. Maybe only those two people think it's good and the rest of the league knows it's really bad. Like, really, really bad. Whatever. I get it. But backing out of a trade, that is foul. Of course, if there's an injury. You know, if I'm trading you, like if I was trading this week, Marshawn Lynch, and you accepted my trade offer from Marshawn Lynch on Sunday, and now he's placed on the IR. Okay, I get it. I this is a trade we could back out of. That I understand. But if you agree to a trade, let's say before, let's say here's an example. You agree to a trade on Saturday. 
but the but you won't push it. You don't you don't have to push it till Sunday. You, you will go through on Monday or Tuesday, and you can wait till next week. And the player you're trading for did really bad, like really really bad, and you don't want it no more because he had a bad week. Like for example, let's say like in that Tariq Cohen trade I, I trade I did. Let's say I traded Julian Edelman for Tariq Cohen, and let's say Tariq Cohen had a bad deal. If I was to back out of that deal because Tariq Cohen ended up giving up touches now back to Jordan Howard and giving up pass catches to Jordan Howard, and it shows maybe that there's going to be a, like a significance in a drop of touches now with Tariq Cohen, and if I backed out of that deal, that'd be foul of me. That'd be so wrong. That'd be super foul. If I made the trade, I got to stick with the trade. Of course, unless there's like season-ending injuries or like a major injury where they're kept out. All right, I get it. Let's be real. Let's be fair. Don't make that trade if the injury if the injury stops it. Because you can't call for injuries. You can't predict injuries. But you can predict how a player may do in the future. And if the touches you know, stay sustainable. Like if like my, my boy Rich, shout out to my boy Rich. He wanted to trade for me for carry on Johnson this week. And it wasn't a terrible trade on paper. It wasn't terrible. He offered me Allen Robinson and uh, Corey Clement or Wendell Smallwood. One of those two guys. I think it was Clement. I'm not going to look it up right now. But whatever it is, he traded. He offered me one, um, one of the Eagles running backs and Allen Robinson for Carryon Johnson. Now, it wasn't a bad trade on paper, but I was, I'm not too keen on Allen Robinson. And I could have used another running back, even though I have carry, you know, carry on Johnson. But I like carry on Johnson better than anybody in the Eagles running back uh, backfield. And it was a good matchup this week for him for Miami. Now, if I made this trade, which he asked me this on Friday, actually gave it to me. But let's say we did it on Saturday, and then Sunday happens, and look, carry on Johnson killed. Especially with Theo Riddick out. Not Theo Riddick's going to be back in this week. It looks like it. He's questionable now. But if he comes back in, I don't think it's really going to downgrade what Carrion Johnson did. The guy had a fantastic week running for over 100 yards and very little touches. And of course, LeGarrette Blunt vultures it. But whatever. Not going to get into that too much. The thing is, Allen Robinson did nothing. And the Eagles' backfield did nothing. And Carrion Johnson killed. 19 points he gave me, even though I lost that game. To Lisa. Ugh. I lost both to two leagues to Lisa already. Anyways, in two leagues I lost her. Whatever. If I would have backed out of that trade, I'm like, listen, I can't do it no more. Carry on Johnson just killed. And those guys did terrible. No, I agreed to it. So I gotta stick with it. It would have been foul of me to back out of that trade. That would have been foul. So if you made a trade. You gotta stick with it. Uh, those are some of those are pretty much most of the things that came up with about the unwritten rules of fantasy football run by. Remember, do not involve money in your trades. That is foul. Do not collude with other players. That is foul. Do not talk trash with just one other person in the group chat. That is foul. Do not veto a trade out of spite. That is foul. And do not back out of a deal that you made. That is foul. And during the drafts, do not talk to, out loud for everybody to hear. Talk to amongst your friends. That is fine. I do it in plenty of leagues, but don't talk out loud during your drafts. That is foul. Okay? What is fair? 
Taking a player to roster block your opponent, if your opponent needs a tight end and there's a really good tight end available and you take them just to block your opponent, that is fair. Uh, pushing trades earlier because the players need their players for a certain for a certain game, that is fair. Vetoing a trade if you genuinely think it's a bad one, genuinely believe that, that is fair. And swapping draft picks before drafts and redraft leagues is very fair to me. That is what I feel about the unwritten rules of fantasy football. If there's a topic that I did not discuss, let me know. I'll bring it up on another show. I would love to do that. And um, also not to mention, I would also, you know, like talk about bad trades. If there was a bad trade you did, you know, let me know what you think about it. And uh, or some bad trade somebody offered you to say better. I would love to talk about it. I would love to make fun of it on the show. I know Marchetti had one earlier in the year. It was, oh, I forgot what it was. He wanted to give up Zeke. Somebody wanted Zeke Elliott from him for like peanuts and bench players and like nobody. It was just crazy that this offered. I know it was made by Viviani. Shout out to Viviani. <laughs> Shouting out everybody on this episode by myself. But um, it was crazy though. Uh, we'll talk more about it in the future if uh, I'll let you guys know in a future episode about bad trade offers I would love to talk about that please let me know about all your bad trade offers now going to waiver wire worthy as we do for our Tuesday shows to give you guys updates on who's worthy to pick on the waiver wires waiver wires worthy as I mentioned earlier big ones are Jalen Rashad owned only 17% of ESPN leagues guys pick him up especially remember the platform that we mainly talk about here on the show is the PPR 12 man league platforms full PPR I don't like when people say one point per reception because one because the PPR is point per reception. There's a one point PPR. So one point point per reception. Whatever. I'm getting confusing. Anyways, Jalen Richard is worth the pickup. Pick up Jalen Richard uh, because he's going to be the pass catching back. Also, listen, pick up Doug Martin, who is also only available, is also still available and owned, I'm sorry, owned in only 17% of ESPN leagues. Pick him up. Another one that's worth picking up to is Ken John Barner. Now, I don't, it's worth a pickup. I wouldn't make it my first waiver wire priority to get him. Guys like Jalen Richard, I would, and guys like Doug Martin, I would. Uh, but I wouldn't make it my first one for Kenjin Barner. I would put him out there just to see what happens because, like I said, Sony Michelle's injury, we don't know how long it's going to be. So maybe somebody for this week, because the only real running back right now that the Patriots have is James White. So there's going to be somebody else because James White is not the runner, the bruiser, the, you know, north-south type of running guy. He is a pass-catching back and one of the best to ever do it in the league. And that's what he's going to be used for. He's going to go up in value. Yes, he's been killing it this year. Having the best year ever in the season. I've always been a fan of James White. And he's having, like, the best year of, um, of his career so far. But Ken John Barber is definitely somebody to look at. Somebody, somebody maybe you want to own at least for this week. Uh, Tyrell Williams is another person that you want to look at. He had a good week for the, he had two good weeks so far in a row. I don't know how consistent it's going to be, but somebody you want to look at and somebody you want to have on your roster. Chris Ivory. I just dropped him. And in the league where I own LaShawn McCoy, but I I needed, I needed to, who, who did I drop him for? I forget. I dropped him for somebody that I needed to play for the week. But regardless of the point is, uh, oh, I dropped him for Doug Martin. That's who I dropped him for. There you go. But pick up Chris Ivory uh, because LaShawn McCoy has in the concussion protocol. We'll see how long that lasts. If you need a running back, he might be out this week. But if you need a running back to play, go ahead. Play him. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Mostert? 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 Whatever. M-O-S-T-E-R-T. 
you know sometimes I mess up all the it's funny that now like guys like Ferg and Ruben are hitting me up uh making fun of me that I got Yulnar but it's Ulner right I got the, that word wrong that injury whatever anyways Pick him up, man, because he's kind of getting a steady role. That is becoming a real committee there with Matt Breida, Alfred Morris, and Raheem Mosters. I'm going to say Moster. Uh, yeah, it's become more of a committee. He's definitely worth a pickup, though, because Matt Breida is playing like on one leg, but he's still playing nonetheless. And he's somebody you're going to want to have on your roster because he's doing better so far than Alfred Morris. Now, Alfred Morris had the most touches last week with nine touches out of that backfield, but Raheem Mostert is doing the best with it. So if Matt Breida's injuries keep getting worse and worse to the point where it really does keep him out of the games, Raheem Mostert, for now, looks like might be the guy that's going to do better than Alfred Morris, and they're probably going to give more work to him if he continues to do better. We'll see how that goes. Traquan Smith from the New Orleans Saint is also somebody that you want to pick up if you need wide receivers with Ted Ginn Jr. also on the IR. Danny Amendola is a very interesting pick, especially for this week. He's somebody you want to definitely look at because of the fact that I said Albert Wilson is going to be out this week and he may miss more time longer, but Kenny Stills also could be out this week. Kenny Stills is somebody that uh, possibly could miss time as he has like a lower body injury. And Devontae Parker, I mean, he hasn't been playing and he hasn't been doing anything. They're talking about trading him, which, whatever. Devontae Parker, to me, is really not for nothing. He's, he's a waste. But Danny Amendola could be a pretty good play this week against a Texas defense that's not that great. So he may be putting up some big numbers for this Thursday game if you need a wide receiver for this week. Because now there's a lot, you know, the injury, the waivers, there's a lot of waivers. I mean, the bye weeks start coming up a lot. So look at Danny Amendola this week if you need a wide receiver. Edo Smith, I don't know why he's still not owned in all leagues. He has to be owned in all leagues. He's killing it. He's a fourth-round rookie pick. And he's doing great. He's splitting work, I know, with Tevin Coleman. But he's still doing good with the work he has. He's, still, he's catching passes. So pick him up. He's worth it. Martavius Bryant's also worth a pickup. As I said, you know he's going to play on the outside along with Jordy Nelson. And then Seth Roberts is going to be in the slot. I still like Matavius Bryant talent-wise better than Seth Roberts. So he's kind of worked of a pick there. And because it's so hard to find tight ends, honestly, I mean, CJ Uzuma, pick him up. Don't worry. I'm not going to. So he might not get big with the injury bug. But pick him up. Uh, Chris Godwin, definitely you know, pick him up if he's still available in your league. It's another good one to have. Another tight end that if you want to have right here to pick up, Benjamin Watson. Not because, once again, like I told my boy Kento last week, shout out to my boy Kento, to play Jeff Swain. He's not going to get you a lot of points. These tight ends that are on the waiver wire, I mean, there's a lot of injuries out there. I said there's so many of them died. And then now even with Ingram coming back, he's doing, he didn't do that good last week. But still, like, if you need a tight end that's so thin, they're only going to give you for the most, unless your name is Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz. The tight ends are, you can only really hope for at best, like seven points at best from a tight end, honestly. They're not doing that great. Gronk's not doing great. So we really can't look rely on the tight ends giving you too much points. Unless your name is Travis Kelsey or Zach Ertz, that's really it. Seven to ten points at best from any of them. And Benjamin Watson is one to do it. So is C.G. Uzuma. And Jack Doyle, because it looks like, you know, we don't, we don't know when he's going to return yet, but he might return soon. 
But if he's on a waiver wire and you really need a tight end, like you're just filling in tight ends week after week after week, pick up Jack Doyle. Uh, that's pretty much it for the episode that we had to that I'm gonna put out there for you today. Once again, party people, I am Flex Hitlist. You can follow me on my Instagram at FLX Hitlist, and you can follow Charlie at Charlie B N Y. And you can hit up anytime with any kind of questions you have. You have one more week to get yourself out there to win the Saquon Barkley autographed football. Do what you can to win it. Do what you can to get recognized by us. We are on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Just Google us. You're going to find us. Rate us, comment us, like us, subscribe to us, follow us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast, on our Twitter at Podcast BFB. Whatever you can to get us recognized, to get recognized by us, you still have chances to win the Saquon Barkley full NFL size autograph football. And we have a lot more giveaways to keep going in the future. So please, and we and I, I I've been talking to some people. We got some big name guests coming up too. A lot of things in the future that's going on the stake. Basketball started. We're gonna talk about basketball too. We're gonna talk about everything. We're not going anywhere. Even if I gotta do my shows from home, the shows will be out there for you twice a week. We're gonna be consistent. The content's also always gonna be good. I hope you agree with me. Party people, ask us anytime, anything you need, any kind of questions that we could help you out. Shout out to God the Podcast Studios once again. See you on this side or the other. Success, nothing less, party people. Peace.